Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to worship on this, the seventh day of Christmas. It is great to have you all here with us today. A special welcome to visitors we have. If you are looking for a church home, we invite you to join us in mission and ministry here at St. Philip the Deacon. And welcome to those of you joining us via the live stream. It's great to have you with us as always. You can download today's bulletin at spdlc.org slash livestream. Again, welcome to each and every one of you on this liturgy of carols. We're going to be singing lots of Christmas music today, which will be just wonderful. I'd like to lift up just a few announcements from the partners in the gospel. You're invited to join us for our Christmas daily devotions every morning on our YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. Uh, you can go ahead and check that out. It's a beautiful way to start the day. I have a few spots left uh, for the winter fishing retreat, February 1st through the 4th, up on Lake of the Woods. Would love for you to join us for that excursion. And then I'll just invite you to take a look at all the other ways that you can be involved in our life together uh, here at St. Philip the Deacon. Again, welcome to each and every one of you. It's great to have you here. I invite you now to please rise as in silence we prepare our hearts and minds for worship.
Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, love from the beginning, word made flesh, breath of heaven. Amen. Let us confess our sins with confidence in God's promise of forgiveness. God, wonderful counselor, we confess that we have turned from your gifts and chosen our own way. We have not made room for you in our hearts or in our world. We have lived in fear. We have not welcomed the stranger. We desire gifts that will not endure. Forgive us our sins, known and unknown, and open us to receive the peace of Jesus dwelling in and among us. Amen. God's loving kindness has appeared to us in Christ our Savior. We are saved not by anything we have done, but by God's mercy poured out on us richly. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Through the Spirit living in you, God give you faith to trust Jesus, who is love born for you, now and always. Amen. Please be seated. Let us pray. As we light this candle today, we thank you, God, for the hope you give us, for the peace you bestow, for the joy you pour into our hearts, and for the love that redeems us and shows us the way. We thank you, God, for the gift of Jesus. Let us pray together. Loving God, Emmanuel, we thank you for being with us, for sending your Son to walk with us and to lead us. As Christ Jesus was born of Mary, so may he be born in us and through us revealed to the world. Grant that the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love which heard and spoken throughout this holy season, be fully realized in us as we worship and serve you through him now and forevermore. Amen. Please stand.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you wonderfully created the dignity of human nature and yet more wonderfully restored it. In your mercy, let us share the divine life of the one who came to share our humanity, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from Psalms. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. Shepherds watched as sheep did sleep, dreaming of oats and hay, oats and hay. Listen, hear the donkey bray. How were they to know among the midnight glow? Then they saw more than straw. Sky, a star appeared with angels singing. Oh, so dear was a star appeared bright and clear. Angels singing, oh, so near. Never has a star shined so bright so far. Then they knew. Each animal filled with his grace Bringing but themselves and their love They were filled with songs above Sacred herbs and all They had heard the baby call And when they knelt His love they found And yes to few born in Bethlehem He will come again Joy to you 
The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel." And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will piece your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord.
Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Well, first and foremost, Merry Christmas to all of you. It is hard to believe that we are already halfway through the season of Christmas. After all, there are only 12 days in the Christmas season, making it one of the shortest seasons in the church year. And with it being so short in length, the opportunity for us to sing Christmas hymns comes and goes very quickly. And though we will not be singing about drummers drumming, pipers piping, lords a-leaping, ladies dancing, maids a-milking, swans a-swimming, geese a-laying, golden rings, calling birds, French hens, turtle doves, or a partridge in a pear tree... Today, as part of the Liturgy of Carols, we are not only singing a number of our beloved Christmas hymns, we are also reflecting on two of them as well. And just maybe these hymns that we reflect on will help bring the Christmas season into even greater focus. Music is often considered the universal language for it has the ability to capture and express all of the human emotions, the very feelings we may be experiencing at any given time in our lives. Many of our Christmas hymns reflect the joy, the wonder, and the miraculous magic of the season. But there are also hymns that invite us into the sharp emotional and personal realities of the writer, the poet, and the musician. The hymns that we are going to listen to and sing right now do just that. So I invite you to lean in and listen as they draw us into the writer's feelings and reveal to us the heart of the Christmas message, moving us from darkness to light, from fear to trust, from despair to faith, hope, and love. So let us begin with our first Christmas hymn, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Many view Henry Wadsworth Longfellow as one of America's greatest poets. 142 years after his death, his inspiring work is still present today. Born in 1807 in Portland, Maine, Longfellow graduated from college at the age of 19 and became a professor of modern language at Bowdoin College in Brunswick, Maine. Longfellow married Mary Storr Potter in in 1831, and by 1834, the well-traveled Longfellow quickly became one of our country's most respected scholars. It was no surprise then when Harvard University wooed him away from Bowdoin College. Within a year of moving to Massachusetts, tragedy struck when his wife had a miscarriage and never recovered. She died in October of 1835. He took solace in his teaching and poured his time and energy into his work. After meeting Francis Appleton, followed by a seven-year courtship, they were married in 1843. In the years that followed, he and Franny welcomed six children. However, in 1861, tragedy struck again. While lighting a match, Fanny's clothes caught fire. She was badly burned, and she died early the next day. In the dark depths of loneliness, grief, and despair, Longfellow's faith was yet again challenged by the beginning of the American Civil War. Longfellow pleaded with God to end the madness between the North and the South. When his oldest son, Charles, was wounded in battle and sent home to recover, Longfellow's prayers turned to anger. He began to ask his friends, And he began to ask God, where is the peace? Then picking up his pen and paper, he attempted to answer that poignant 
and haunting question. The ringing of the church bells on December 25th, 1863, most likely inspired both the writing and the cadence of this mostly dark and solemn poem. And yet, Longfellow finished his poem with two verses that offer hope in the midst of despair. Longfellow writes, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. This poem would eventually inspire not only a country, but the world. In 1990, one of my favorite folk musicians, John Gorka, recorded his own arrangement entitled Christmas Bells, named after the poem, which uses stanzas one, two, six, and seven of Longfellow's poem. Gorka's music, along with his compelling and soulful voice, captures not only Longfellow's sadness in the first verses, but also Longfellow's deep and abiding faith and hope in the end. As I reflect on this past year, I have found Longfellow's words and Gorka's music carry relevant and profound meaning today, just as they did long ago. In a world often gone astray, when conflict, turmoil, division, brokenness, loss, and uncertainty rule so many of our lives, when we long for peace and goodwill, these words offer us hope. These words remind us that joy, comfort, and peace come to us through the child born under the starry sky of Bethlehem. These are not only words Longfellow wrote, but they are words that he lived by, and they come to us in one of his most beloved works. And so I invite you now to listen to John Gorka's arrangement of Christmas bells sung by our very own Chris Paulson. Bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men, peace on earth, goodwill to men. thought how as the day had come the belfries of all Christendom had rode along the unbroken song of peace on earth goodwill to men peace on earth goodwill to men and in despair I bowed my head there is no peace on earth I said for is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then peal the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The Wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. Wild and sweet the words repeat. Of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. I invite you now to turn to hymn number 294 in your red hymnal. 
There you will find the hymn, In the Bleak Midwinter. Christina Rossetti gives us one of the most beloved Christmas hymns and personally one of my favorites. Rossetti authored three collections of mostly religious poetry and four devotional books. She came from a family steeped in the arts. When she was 14 years old, Rossetti suffered a nervous breakdown and left school. Bouts of depression and related illness followed. Her deep faith is thought to be partially the result of the solace that she found in writing during that time. Her most famous hymns are the Christmas texts, Love Came Down at Christmas, composed in 1885, and In the Bleak Midwinter, first published as a poem, a Christmas carol, in Scribner's Monthly in January of 1872. In the Bleak Midwinter first appeared as a hymn in the English Hymnal in 1906, where it was paired to a tune by the famous English composer Gustav Holst. Now, over a hundred and some years later, we sing this hymn in virtually the same form as it appeared in 1906. In the first stanza, Rossetti creates a dreary and desolate image of the world into which the infant Jesus appeared by drawing on the experience of a British winter. She is not suggesting that it literally snowed in Bethlehem, but is drawing on a long-established literary idea of associating snow with Christ's birth. The second stanza uses the device of antithesis to make the point that the Eternal One, whom heaven could not hold nor earth sustain, appeared during the bleak winter of human existence when a stable place sufficed. The paradox of the Eternal One born in a humble setting is a primary theme of many hymns of this season. The final stanza is perhaps one of the most endearing to singers of Christmas hymns. Yet as British hymnologist J.R. Watson observes, the final verse is strangely interesting. Watson cites an article by British hymn writer Elizabeth Cosnett, who provides a social commentary that may shed light on this stanza. She notes that when a woman wrote these words, women were largely excluded from the professions and from higher education. Like the shepherds, she was not employed. Like the wise men, Rossetti held no degree. Watson concludes that this reading of the final stanza does not invalidate the more general reading of the verse, but it gives us a special sharpness and poignancy to the last verse for those who wish to find it. And so, the writer invites us to offer our own gift to the Christ child, just as the shepherds and wise men did long ago. Rather than the present of a lamb or expensive gifts, however, we offer the most important gift, our hearts. So let us now sing In the Bleak Midwinter.
Trusting in God's good news of great joy for all people, we offer our prayers for ourselves, our neighbors, and the world God loves. You inspire faith in our hearts and call us to rejoice with our whole selves at the salvation you bring. Make our churches places of belonging for all people in the fullness of their being. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Your praise is sung throughout creation in all times and seasons. As the new year turns, ground us in your changeless and sustaining love. Inspire us to live in harmony with all the earth. Hear us, O God. Give hope and stamina to leaders who work tirelessly for the sake of the most vulnerable. Grant peace on earth especially in Ukraine, Israel-Palestine, and all places of violence. Hear us, O God. Sustain all people who, like Simeon and Anna, have been waiting for salvation and wholeness. We pray especially for anyone living with cancer or chronic illness, all people who are in physical rehabilitation or addiction recovery, and those experiencing complications from long COVID. Be with those known to us who are ill, especially Tony, Bill, Mark, Mike, Elaine, Jose, 
Sarah, Joel, Elaine, Brett, Eunice, Barb, Michaela, and Faye. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Let this community of faith be a joyful and welcome place for all ages and generations. We give you thanks for the baptisms of Connor, Camille, Aubrey, and Logan, and the births of Louise and Bennett. Teach us to honor the wisdom of children, the inquisitiveness of youth, the thoughtfulness of adults, and the knowledge of elders. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We give thanks for all the beloved who lived with expectation and departed this life in peace. Sustain us in joy until we join them around your throne. May your comfort be with those who mourn this day, especially the Wolf, Grandstrand, Henrik, Swenson, Johnson, Berg, Casperson, and Ween's families. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Abide with us, O God of mercy, and receive our prayers according to your abundant grace. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive the benediction. God, the Creator who delights in you, Jesus, the Savior who is born for you, and the life-giving Spirit who shines on you, bless you and keep you in hope and peace. Amen. Go in peace. Share the joy of Jesus.